Good morning. It's great to see you today. Um, I, I can I can do this like this. It's a little different up here since last time I was here. Um, so it has been an interesting week. Uh, actually, an interesting couple of weeks um, in the in the nation. And when Pastor Alan and I were talking about this Sunday. Um, when, when Pastor Alan came on board, uh, gosh, now, um, 2000 years ago, no, uh, seems, seems like it's been a while. We as an elder group asked him if he would, um, please consider, uh, a summer month and, and taking it off from the pulpit. Um, I don't know, uh, how many of you speak professionally or you, 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 give presentations in a, in a corporate setting, but it, it's a lot of work. And so we as an elder group wanted to protect him and to give him rest. And so he is taking the month of July. He's here, but he's, he's not really taking much off. But, but he's taking that time to recharge his batteries and to renew his own spirit so that he can pour out. Do you understand? Okay, so that's why... Last week, and, and Russ, I'm, I meant what I said to you privately, I'll say it publicly. I don't know that I've heard you preach a better sermon in the time that I've known you. It was, was, a, was a tremendous word, and I'll say this, uh, a tremendous word from the Lord. If you did not hear that message, I would strongly encourage you to go back in the podcast, go back a week and, and listen, because it sort of sets up this message uh, today. But as Pastor Allen and I were talking about um, today, we, um, long before a lot of this happened, uh, he asked me if I, would, if I would be willing to address the problem of evil, okay? The, the, the problem of evil. Now, those of you who have been around uh, enough uh, to hear me speak before, you know that I'm generally kind of all over the place and upbeat and woohoo party time. Um, this one might not be that way. Uh, but I do want, I, I wrestled with, okay, Lord, what is it that you really, really want to say today? And uh, I'd like to, to uh, start at the beginning. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to start in Genesis chapter 3. If you don't, I think Andrew will have it on the screen in just a moment. But we're going to read this um, together. Okay, not, not, you don't have to read, but, but I just want to read through this. And then I'm going to come back and just point out some things that I feel in my heart of hearts that the Lord would say to us today. Okay. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you 
will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate it. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord, uh, the Lord God, among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord called to Adam and said, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Lord, help me say what you want to say today and not all the things that are in my mind and heart. Wow. My, when, I, when I think about this, there is so much here. That, that, I, that I want to say what will help people and not just heap more on people. Do you hear me? Look, we got enough on us. Somebody needs a little relief. You know what I'm saying? So here we have this explanation, if you will. Now, let's be fair. Uh. There's nobody recording this episode, right? This was written by Moses many years later. So how did he find out about this? Well, we believe here, and many of you believe, God told him, and he wrote it down, what transpired. But, but I want to spend just a few minutes sort of dissecting this situation because I believe with all my heart it applies to us today in the United States of America and around the world. The prohibition from God that says do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil still exists today as much as it did at the beginning of the very start of time. And we as a nation and we as a world are so interested in evil and good and what's good and what's bad and this is good and this is bad. We are so interested that there are entire channels on television that are all about they're going to tell you this happened and let me interpret it for you. And there's program after program after program after program interpreting what they call the news. And we sit there and go, 
Oh, yeah, I believe that. Oh, wait, that guy. Oh, wait, that guy. Oh, wait, that guy. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, I'll take that as mine. And oh, I believe that. Oh, that's good. That's bad. That's good. That's bad. That's good. That's bad. And we drive ourselves insane. Trying to figure out the knowledge of good and evil. Let's look at the original command. See, because... Eve got it secondhand, right? You understand that? If you go back a chapter, it's very, very similar. But if you go back a chapter, in uh, chapter 2, verse 16, the Lord commanded the man, the man, Eve did not exist yet, commanded the man, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, every tree you can freely eat, the tree of life was there. He could freely eat the tree of life. You know, can, can I just segue just a minute? What did that look like? I'm walking up to it. Now, I, I grew up in Florida, right? In my backyard, my father had one of the most beautiful tangerine trees, grapefruit, orange trees, pastor. We had it all in the backyard. Fig tree, everything. Because in Florida, I mean, you just grow things down there. You put it in the ground, it grows. And I, th I wonder, what did that fruit look like? The tree of life. Reach up and grab some of that, Joe, and just eat a little bit of that. Mm. How about the tree of joy? Mm. How about the tree of peace? We, we know that fruit exists, right? If you look in Galatians, that fruit exists. Love and joy and peace and patience. What did that fruit look like? I'm going to take me a piece of patience. I mean, you need a little bit of that, right? I'm going to take, take something off the tree of patience. How about goodness and kindness? Oh, here we go. I'm going to walk over here because Eve just said something to me. I'm going to walk over here and take a, take a piece of that tree of self-control, right? I'm going I'm I'm to eat a little, a little bit of that fruit. What did that fruit look like? Obviously, at this time, in this in the way that they were created, they could see things in a way differently than we can see them, right? They can see the fruit of life right there. And God comes to them and says, look, I want you to be able to eat everything you see except one thing. Except one thing. Pastor Russ, he, he said, really, guys, there's this tree called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I don't want you to eat that. Because God in his foreknowledge knew that the moment they eat that, they're dead. Well, what do you mean, Dr. P, that I mean, I've read the whole story. They didn't die right there. Yeah, they did. You want to know how they died? I, I, I've done this before. I'm going to do it again. Right? Everybody knows what this is. So, so this lovely little device, my dad laughs because he's now 80. He'll be here later, Pastor. He's coming down. Um, my dad's 84. And he tells stories. He was in technology. Uh, he worked in the Apollo program. And he talks about the power that we hold in our hands used to take up an entire room. 
And they had to punch cards and discs and all this stuff. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There's, there's power here, right? And so at some point, this device is amazing. I mean, it just is. But at some point, you got to plug in and recharge, right? you got to plug in and recharge to a power source. The knowledge of good and evil says, oh, I got this, God. I'm just going to plug into myself and the way I interpret things and the way I see things. And I can make it without you, God. You don't really need to talk to me. You don't need to be with me. I don't need to be with you because I've got Fox News or CNN to tell me the truth. Jesus said, Fox News is the way and the life. What? Come on, man. But we have become so enamored in today's society with the knowledge of good and evil that we have unplugged from the source, the tree of life, Jesus Christ, and we have plugged into ourselves or Fox News or CNN or Headline News or whatever you want to read or see or say. And we said, God, we got this. We'll figure this out. We'll figure out what's good and what's bad. I got Facebook to inform me. You're going to face plant with Facebook. <laughs> Lord, help me say this right. I'm not trying to offend. I'm not trying to be clever. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm trying to help us understand how we got to the place we are right now is not that somebody shot somebody on either side. We got to the place we got because we plugged into the knowledge of good and evil and somebody said, that skin color is evil, that skin color is good. That nation is bad, that nation is good. That politician is bad, that politician is good. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And until you're willing to come to the place where you say, Lord, I see in my own heart that I have unplugged from you and listening to you and searching you and knowing you. Listen, can I tell you something? And I don't mean, I, when, when I, I'm right here with you. I woke up at 6.01 this morning all on my own. And you know the first thought I had in my mind? If I would spend as much time listening to the king as I do watching the news, I could revolutionize my world. I could change my world. Do you understand? Maybe it's just me. You guys are more righteous than me. If I spent, listen, I can watch an hour news program, Jackie. I can watch one hour of news program. It goes like, 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 boom, it's gone. And boy, am I intelligent. Right? But if I, if in my mind I say, okay, I'm going to set aside this hour to spend time in a word with God. Sometimes it's like, all right, that, that was three minutes. Glory to God, I feel on fire. I think I'm good, God. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I, I can't help it. Listen. 
if, if we as the American church, if we as New Life Church in Canton would commit to say, you know what, God, I hear this crazy man, and I, I think he might have something about this knowledge of good and evil, and I've been tapping in the knowledge of good and evil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unplug from that, and I'm just going to try to plug into you. And, Lord, I'm going to supplant the time that I used to spend reading and pouring over the newspaper and pouring over this and pouring over that. And I'm just going to take my Bible, I'm going to open it up, and I'm going to say, okay, God, what do you want to say to me today? What would you like to impart to me today? What, what do you say about all this, God? I'm going to try a piece of that, God, and see what happens in my life. Let me tell you what happens. Then you're going to start eating from the tree of life. And suddenly in your life, rather than stress and fear and anger and frustration, you start having love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. All those things begin to grow in your life. You see, the problem of evil is not there. It's here. The problem of evil is not out there somewhere. I don't know where I am in my notes. If just one person had looked at Mr. Johnson square in the eye and said, you know what? Jesus Christ sent me to you to tell you that he loves you and he cares about you and that he wants you in his family. Now, he would have had a choice. Certainly would have had a choice. If just one person had reached out to those cops, if one person had reached out to somebody, where would evil go? Can I tell you something? It don't take much light to dispel darkness. It really doesn't take. Now listen. We don't need professional evangelists out there. We don't need somebody that's been to Bible school. We don't need somebody that's trained in theology because frankly... I've been there, and Pastor, I, I don't mean to disrespect you, and I've had this conversation. A lot of trained theologians, they've just been eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They really hadn't plugged into God. I know. I'm not going there. That's meddling. Listen. Joe, you know what I'm saying is true. You've known ministers who plugged in the tree of the knowledge. They were brilliant sermonizers. But they did not know the voice of the Lord and what he was saying in this day and hour. You don't need to be professionally trained. You need to be God trained. You need to, you need to have an ear that says, what? Oh, Lord, I, I, I wasn't really planning on stopping at that coffee shop, but I will. And you walk in there and the Lord says, see that person right there? I just want you to go up there and say, you know, I don't know you, but da 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 When you deliver in the mail, it, you, don't have to, you don't have to be brilliant. All you got to do is say, here's the mail. But the, but the problem is that we have so bought in 
to the lie, the lie, the lie, the lie. Oh, I've got to know things. I've got to know scriptures. I've got to know everything that's supposed to be said before we're willing to open our mouths. And the reality is God said, look, that's just the knowledge of good and evil. All I want you to do is plug into the tree of life, take a piece of that fruit, say, I'm going to give some joy out today. I'm going to give some peace out today. I'm going to give some love out today. I'm not a professional lover. Ooh, that sounded bad. I'm an amateur lover. I'm not a professional joy giver, but I can sure smile at you because I can see that you're trouble. You know, it doesn't take a ton of discernment, right? It doesn't take a ton of discernment to see that somebody's troubled or hurt or pained by something. All it takes is a little open eyes. And spending a little time with Jesus and saying, Lord, today, let me give out some life. Let me give out some love. Let me give out some of what you've given me. We are where we are because we as a church have become enamored with the knowledge of good and evil. We think it's by clever arguments. We think it's by knowing point by point how to lead somebody to Jesus. Sorry, that's not truth. Have you ever thought about this? Of all the things that the enemy could have used against Eve, ever thought about this? I mean, there's all this stuff there, all the things. He chose this. Well, he chose it because God prohibited it. So here's the question. And I, I, I have really wrestled with this. God, can we talk just a minute? Why did you make that tree? You ever thought about that? I mean, let's just be honest. We'd all be naked, but we wouldn't know it if he hadn't created that tree. Why do you make that tree? Lori and I were talking about this this week. And, and here's, here's what I think, okay? And I, I'm, I'm not trying to dump my knowledge of good and evil on you. I'm just trying. This is where my heart is, okay? I think perhaps that in his infinite wisdom, God knew that love required a choice. 25 years ago, this, this little girl right here, hubba hubba ding ding, she makes my socks go up and down, I can't help it. Um, it was a choice. Um, and, and it was a choice, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and God said, that's the one. I said, hallelujah. <laughs> um, now she'll have to tell you what her side was like, she was probably, oh God, help me, please. Um, Love requires a choice, you see. So there had to be a choice for Adam and Eve 
to love God enough to stay away from what he see. You see, here's what we do to somebody. They come into the kingdom, right? They get saved. So glad they get saved. And we well-intentioned dragons, I mean Christians, we immediately say, oh, thank God now that you're saved by grace. Let me tell you what you need to do. You need to do this, and you don't need to do that. You need to do this, and you don't need to do that. And we tap into what? Is that the tree of life? No, sure not. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because you know what I've found? I've I'm getting old. I'm not as old as I will be, but I'm getting old. And I have watched new believers come in. I want to say this right. Because, see, I'm a one-shot guy, and then <laughs> to the pastor to clean up my mess. We watch people come in, and I've seen them when well-intentioned dragons get a hold of them, and we start saying, you need to do this, and you need to do this study, and you need to do this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And it, it's not the tree of life. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they start going... This doesn't feel joyful. This doesn't feel peaceful. This doesn't feel, this feels tumultuous, and this feels frustrating, and this feels irritating. Then I've seen others that God radically saves, and they say, that I've had some come to me. And in my younger years, Russ, I would have said, oh, you got to do this, and you got to do this. Now I'm a little older, and when they come to me and say, you know, I just don't know. This habit I've got in my life, I don't know what to do with it. Well, what do you think you should do with it? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm coming to you. Well, does it give you love and joy and peace and patience and goodness? Because that's the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Can I show you something? Oh, Jesus. I'm going to be done in 30 minutes, I promise. Not 30 minutes from now, 30 minutes total. Some of you just had a heart attack. <laughs> in Galatians, I am so all... Uh, Pastor saw my notes. Yeah, this is in there. Okay. Um, Galatians 5. Listen, if you ever have... Lord, what are you saying about this in my life? Okay, here we go. Galatians 5.19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. They're evident. Paul says, people know this. Watch this list, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, adult, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Okay, follow me so far. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in the times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, the natural outgrowth of the Spirit in a person's life. See, fruit doesn't have to say, I want to be an orange. I'm going to be an orange. I want to be an orange. It just happens because that's the tree that it's growing on. You don't get apples from an orange tree. You don't get peace from figuring out what color of skin is right and what color of skin is wrong. 
get peace from tapping into the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the Prince of Peace. Look at this list. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against, now watch, against such there is no law. There is no law. There is no right and wrong. That's what the law is, right? I'm going to tell you what's right. I'm going to tell you what's wrong. There's no law against those. Why? Because those come from the tree of life. Law comes from the other tree. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. What tree are you plugged into this morning? Are you trying to figure out who's right and wrong in Dallas? Are you trying to figure out who's right and wrong in Milwaukee? Are you trying to figure out who's right and wrong in the Middle East? Are you trying to figure out who's right and wrong anywhere? I can tell you the fruit of that is death. Or are you just saying, Lord, today, speak to me. Let me hear what you're saying about the steps that I'm taking. Because I believe your word says my steps are ordered of you. Are you trying to figure out who wronged you? Are you trying to figure out were they right or were you right? Are you trying to figure out are they better or worse? See, because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil leads immediately to comparison. That person's better, that person's worse. That is wicked idolatry. Do you know that God's called you to a path that's different than mine? If I try to compare my path to yours, I'm in a mess. Because my path is not your path. What God's called me to do is not the same thing he's called you to do. Why would I compare my path to yours? But we live by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, does that mean there's no evil? Absolutely not. There is evil. But who decides what's evil? Everybody repeat after me. God is God. And I am not. Right? I don't know how to land this plane. But here's what, I, here's what I'm going to do. The key thing, the big takeaway, the thing that I would love for you to walk out of here with is, Father, you're my source of all that I need for life. Everything I need comes from you. Help me to unplug from what I've been plugged into and help me to plug into what you are saying to me. That's life.
everything else? Not so much. You have a choice today. You can, you can plug into, continue to plug into the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God in the, in the very beginning told you what the end result of that will be. You will be separated from him. There is no other option. No mystery. You will be separated from him. That's death. Or you can plug into him. I'm going to close with this. Jesus said in John 14, do not let your heart be troubled. Don't do that. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place, I will come back and take you to be with me. That you also may be where I am. You know the place where I'm going. Thomas said, Lord, I don't know how to unplug from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It doesn't make any sense what you're saying. It doesn't, I, I've got to know things in order to be who you call me to be. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Bow your heads with me just a moment. Perhaps you're here this morning and, and you've been frustrated, irritated, angry, upset by all that's gone on. And you've never come to know. You've never surrendered. You've never given your heart totally over to the king. You can do that this morning and plug into the tree of life rather than the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You do not have to figure out how to do life. All you need to do is surrender to the king of life. If that's you this morning, would you just lift your hand? I, I'm, I'm the only one looking around. Would you just lift your hand and say, I need to plug into the tree of life. I see that, yeah. Okay, I just want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, would you all pray this to help this young man who's given his heart? Would you all pray with me? Heavenly Father, I see my need. I surrender my heart to your lordship and kingship. I unplug from my own way of doing things. And I choose to plug into your tree of life. In Jesus' name.